Hey y'all, I'm Sarah Mel, and this is Phases of the Womb Podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking to Sierra about her pregnancy journey, COVID, and her postpartum journey. (laughs) All right. So first thing I want to ask is what was your pregnancy like for you, Um, especially going into uh, 2020 with COVID? How was that for you? So it was (laughs) initially... Um, so I got pregnant 2019 and then, um, like August. So August of 2019, things were smooth. I mean, we were just kind of going through the flow. You can't really predict a national pandemic. Then, um, you know, we had like our gender reveal and stuff and we're just planning as normal. And then, um, March, March, that's when everything hit, um, Things just got real ghetto real fast. Like it was, <laughs> it was like we went from you know Sarah being able to go to the appointments with me to me going by myself, which was awkward in itself. Just because, like, dang, like y'all, you know, that's a scary, mm-hmm. it's a scary thing. It's something new. It's something that I don't really, you know, I, 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 how do you prepare? Right. So that was very different. And then just, like, all of the different changes, like, you know, um, here in Houston, like, I had a really nice um, medical staff, shout out to you for even knowing, you know, like, oh, yeah, they're good, you know, having worked there. And so I felt a little bit more at ease, but even still, there was just, like, a lot of, like, uncertainty. They were talking about, like, um, only one person will be able to go with you when you're giving birth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, like, this is my first baby. I was hoping that, you know, my parents and his parents would be able to be there. Right. So it was just, like, a lot. And um, But for the most part, I tried to stay as uh, level-headed and calm as possible um, just because I'm naturally – well, I won't say I'm naturally anxious, but I do have, like, um, anxiety. And so I just was trying to be positive and, you know, take it one day at a time. And then us being stuck in the house, <laughs> I wasn't really tripping off of that because I'm a homebody in general. <laughs> so that wasn't anything that was too crazy. It was just more so, well – for me, I was just super cautious. I just right. wanted to make sure, like, so I was being careful of who was coming in and out of the house, like, and where they was coming from, and, mm-hmm. you know, so it did make me, I feel like, a little bit more, um, even more cautious. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm anxious, and so, well, I think since baby, but, yeah. um, and that experience, but it just made me even more, like, vigilant, and, right. like, make mm-hmm. sure, like, Okay, and then when it was time for having the baby, it was just it was just different. But I feel like you reassured me, um, just of like, you know, having worked in the hospital that I was giving birth at, so that kind of eased my mind of like, okay, things are gonna be okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was glad that I mean it could have been worse. I was glad that I had at least one person in the room with right. me rather than mm-hmm. you know in New York and certain places I would see on the news like they couldn't have anybody come. And Which I just was could not wild. Imagine. That was wild. wild. I could not believe that. I'm like, what? Absolutely not. 
<laughs> like I could not imagine. So, you know, you take your wins. That was a small win, a small but big win in my mm-hmm. eyes. So, yeah. Do you feel like? Because I don't know what your plans were prior to, but like, do you mm-hmm. feel like not being able to do a lot of things in person, like um, birthing classes and stuff, affected you at all? So we did. I think we were able to, we got one last birthing class in before things got really, really crazy. Okay. Um, we didn't have to wear a mask or anything. So I think it was like literally right before okay. um, everything, you know, um, got crazy. So we did do like a birthing class. Um, and then the only thing that was like very different or than what I expected, I was hoping that, you know, you would be able, or like a midwife would be able to go in and just be there too, um, mm-hmm. because I did plan on going natural. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want any type of intervention or any type of, you know, pressure from like the doctors and the nurses. I wanted somebody who knew like, yeah. no, she's fine. But so I think the experience just made us advocate for me a little bit hard or just like you know all right it's just me and you like this is the plan this is the mm-hmm. you know this is what I want if I say something otherwise then cool or whatever or if, you know if we both think like I'm too distressed or whatever we just gotta we just gotta hold it down ourselves and so I think and it also just it was more of a it was a the experience was more of an intimate moment as well because mm-hmm. we didn't have all these people coming in and out. Granted, I wish that our family could be there and stuff like that, but it also was just like a time for us to, all right, let's get this baby out. Like, you know, <laughs> and then him being able to step up and um, and just support me in that way uh, just with it just being us two and, and the nurses and doctors and stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm going to ask you this. Um, I know going into it, um, your plan was to try to go unmedicated, uh-huh. um, and you got an epidural. Yes. What? I'm trying to see how to ask it. I know some people tend to feel guilty when uh-huh. they do that. How did you feel after? Like, after you thought about everything and processed everything and was like, you know, I didn't plan on getting epidural, but I got one. Like, what what, Mm -hmm. what was your thoughts with it? I honestly was okay. Like, I I did wish, like, dang, okay. But, baby, I was uh, (laughs) 17 hours in, okay? I felt all that I needed to feel, and I was ready, okay? Because my child was stubborn. He was flipped the wrong way Mm -hmm. and so after that period of time and they had told me I was only six meters or six centimeters Mm -hmm. dilated I'm like oh no like and and we had checked in I think around 2 a.m um and then I didn't get a room and ghetto but I didn't get a room (laughs) until like 5 p.m the next day so I was just in triage like you know um uh, what is it called? Laboring. Laboring. You were yeah. literally laboring in triage. Yes. I remember. <laughs> and so after that, I'm like, when we finally got a room and the lady checked me and she was like, oh, you're on the six, seven. I was tired. I yeah. was tired. I had to yeah. give myself grace. I'm like, Sierra, you are okay. And I think a lot of it too, the reason I was like so gung-ho on going natural Mm -hmm. is because I was afraid of an epidural. I hear so many stories of, you know, and I don't like needles. I don't like, you know, and I'm like, you know, 
my period was never really that, you know, I, 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 was, I was an athlete, so I felt like I could, you know, weather it and push through. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, I don't know if I would have been able to do it pushing him out, like, and mm-hmm. feeling all of that. So I think it just worked. It worked out was supposed to work for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever, like, really feel too bad because after 17 hours, listen. Yeah. Listen, and I was just so tired. Like, mm-hmm. I was ready to, I needed to, I needed to, be a, the way that those contractions was coming after that long a time and there was no I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. at that point and mm-hmm. you know like of course that was the birthing plan and stuff but I know things changed too so I was just like you know what I need to sleep and if not I would <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be my best self yeah. to be able to you know um girl the way the contractions <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So, yeah, and then after I got it, like, everything, the the tech was really, who administered my um, epidural was really kind and, mm-hmm. like, explained it. It wasn't, I didn't feel, like, a pressure from anybody. Like, it yeah. was my, ultimately my choice. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's why I was okay yeah. um, with the decision that I made because it wasn't like, yeah, I had some people... And early on, like, you sure you good? Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And I was like, I had told them straight up at the beginning, and they were like, okay. And nobody mm-hmm. really bothered me until mm-hmm. so we went upstairs, and that's when they checked me, and I was like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was like, <laughs> and then after that, I was able to take a nap. And when I woke up, like he was, they put me in a peanut bar. He he turned finally, mm-hmm. and I was ready to go. Like yeah. I was, yeah. That's good though, cause I yeah. I mean I knew cause I do see a, a lot of people who come in they don't want an epidural and then them contractions yeah. hit and then they get an epidural but then people feel guilty and I'm like you know yeah. I think I, I I'm gonna say this like I am a midwife but I'm yeah. I'm not like what they call crunchy granola <laughs> I can be I uh-huh. I work for who. Like, for whatever you want. So, like, if you want an epidural, you want to... Yeah, and a lot of times, I think people... People who don't want an epidural forget, like, you know, your body also needs rest. If you don't know how to factor in the rest in between those contractions effectively, you're going to be burnt out and you're not going to make it because your body going to tense up. And sometimes, honestly, honestly, they have some people that sometimes they do better with an epidural... Because sometimes if you've been laboring for 17, 24, 48 hours, your body just needs to relax. You're in distress. Yeah. At that point, your body is, like, trying to fight. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, and I get it. And I just think the circumstances, you know, were just different. Like, my water didn't break out. I thought it was going to, you know, and, and when it did. And so, and that was the other thing I know that, like, in the order that, you know, you kind of read, like, okay, you're going to start your contractions, then your water going to break, then the baby's going to start, you know, and my water broke first, and then I started getting my contractions. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I'm also like, okay, things aren't going to go like this, 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 and that, you know, how we may, um, may think or may plan. And so that was another thing. I'm just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. because I would have been, yeah, mm -mm. (laughs) no. Girl, the way them chills, was, just everything. It was just like, mm-mm. yeah, too much, too much. And then, and then, like you know, if things, you know, probably would have been 
I do probably at some point I think I want to try and go natural mm-hmm. but um I think I want I would rather the circumstances kind of be different like if it was a water birth or yeah. or even me planning like because I only was able to do one class right. so you know that preparation and stuff like that and just really mentally getting locked getting locked in because mm-hmm. I when you don't know something you just don't like you never experience it you only know what you know so exactly. like if you've never experienced something then yeah like you don't know yeah so so that was gonna be my next question so mm-hmm. like for your next child mm-hmm. would you is that something you would be interested in giving a day? yeah okay even yeah, even knowing like- what it feels like yeah, because I just think, like I said, the circumstances was different. Kai mm-hmm. was turned the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like he was facing and then just, like, I was naturally I was naturally laboring him. Mm-hmm. He was just stuck yeah. and chilling. <laughs> and so I feel like I had to take that into consideration, too. Like, right. you know, my next baby may, not, may be turned and, you know, it may be super easy. You know, some people <laughs> say the second baby is, you know, already turned to stuff then yeah I feel like I could have definitely good <laughs> I think I think you're making a good point though because I feel like a lot of people get in their head and get stuck on one mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. labor and life is just not like that stuff is gonna mm-hmm. happen that you don't anticipate and it's kind of exactly. how you figure out how to move with it mm-hmm. that I guess makes for a better outcome you know right and like I feel like also just um what was the I was I mean I was proud that I didn't not I won't say proud but like I remember I was offered Pitocin I'm Mm -hmm. like oh no from from what you told me like Mm -hmm. I don't want that uh you know I don't need you guys to kickstart kickstart anything and like you know start giving like a false like um feeling because I feel like also just like my contractions were, you know, very much real. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't need anything else, you know. Right. I just kind of, in my head, I'm like, the stronger they were coming, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're getting closer and closer. This mm-hmm. got to be, but mm-hmm. girl, still. <laughs> girl. <laughs> Bringing back oh. flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, but then also, and then it comes into play just like, I, I don't know how it would have been, like, if, I would have gotten a room quicker and right. seen like another, like a labor and delivery nurse, and mm-hmm. they gave me a peanut ball sooner. Like, I feel like down in tree, I was like, I had a medicine ball and right. I was bouncing, but right. that wasn't what I needed. Right. Like, I needed him to turn. And so, once mm-hmm. I did get upstairs, it seemed like things just started moving quickly. I don't think the epidural was the thing that right. got him to turn. It right. was just more so like those techniques. So, it is quite possible, like, if I was given those things earlier you know mm-hmm. yeah I would have but yeah I agree I completely agree because I, I mean I don't think people think about I mean obviously because of what I do I'm kind of trying mm-hmm. to think about the whole thing but it's like if you're not progressing mm-hmm. as fast as we anticipate you to progress what can we do to... Right. Because yeah. a lot of times it's most... I feel like most issues are babies position. So uh-huh. it's like, how can we position you to position baby so 
So uh-huh. come on out. And I swear, baby, I swear by a peanut bowl. Okay. Uh-huh. I and love we didn't even bowl. know that he right. was turned a certain way until, because I just kept telling her, I was like, I, I just feel a lot of pressure right here. Mm-hmm. And then that's, and that was once I was upset. Because, you know, in triage, like they check you in. I got people to check on me right. here and there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, yeah. It's different. You like, had, wasn't a, you had a totally yet. different experience, though. Because yeah. I, I know that hospital, they be booming. And I remember, mm-hmm. I remember oh talking. Oh my gosh! And every person, <laughs> they said that they had the most amount of like moms come in that yeah. night. Yeah. And so all of the rooms—that was the reason that it took so long—was because all of the rooms were full, mm-hmm. and you know the people who are getting epidurals got priority because mm-hmm. if I'm just you know chilling, like yeah. I'm just yeah, I don't need a room at that point, right. and so. Yeah, that was it. Was crazy. So a lot of people was born on that day. Mm-hmm. I think too. I, and what I was because I remember talking to you. I'm like, dang, you still ain't But I think I'm gonna tell you what I think. I and that's from working with some of the people there. Because you say you didn't want an epidural, I think they were probably trying to give you the, the best chance. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like once you get to the room. And once oh, the doctor get involved, yeah. because as soon as I got up there, like my doctor had called and he was like, are you sure you uh-huh. don't want? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. But then, but then they were like, okay, let's just check you and see where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I heard where I was at. And I was like, did, and I did get discouraged, I but like, I was just it. like, okay, Sierra, like, listen, it's been 70 hours. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. And so that's when they sent in, I think the nurse was talking to me just cause I had just told her, I was just like nervous about, cause they were like, what are your concerns with the epidural? And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just nervous. I don't like needles. I don't want to see none of that. Like mm-hmm. I was getting queasy when they had to put the IV in me. Like <laughs> I don't want to do none of that. So I think, and then, so she was like, she just like reassured me. Like I, you know, she resonated with me. She was like the, uh, the tech is really good like you won't I will check and so she told me she had me do like either look at her or take a deep breath before mm-hmm. they stuck it in yeah. me and it kind of I didn't really yeah um and honestly and then what she did say I remember she was like the contractions that you feeling right now have no comparison like the needle is has no comparison to what you're feeling right now, you know, Mm -hmm. and so you can do that. Like you're, you're going to be okay. Like that pain of, you know, them sticking you is okay. Mm -hmm. And then, so I was like, all right, let's do it. Cause I needed some sleep. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you this. Cause I I have a, I have a thing with this. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the checking thing. I know, I know like just in the world, everybody mm-hmm. is so set on centimeters. It's a thing. Like, people mm-hmm. go in for their prenatal visits. They want to get checked. They want to know how dilated they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big checker. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not my thing. If, if you're not doing anything that warrants, or you or baby aren't doing anything that warrants a check, like, if baby looks fine, you're doing mm-hmm. fine, or... Um, if it's not going to affect what I'm doing, I'm not going to check you. Because I know, and it's just from seeing stuff, if I have somebody that, that doesn't want an epidural, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm constantly checking you and I'm saying mm-hmm. two centimeters, mm-hmm. four centimeters, six centimeters, seven centimeters, it's like it's like running. You you mm-hmm. you run. If you mm-hmm. you know, like, you take off and you go in, then they be like, oh, no, 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 no. 
you thought you was done. You got like five minutes left. Oh no, you're over it now. You right, like no 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 no. no. Right. I was giving it all I have, and now you telling me I'm not done and I'm not doing good. And I feel like it messes with your mind. Like mm-hmm. I I I wonder that. Like when you told me, I remember exactly where I was at when I talked to you, and you was telling mm-hmm. me they checked you and said you was six centimeters and blah blah blah. And you was like, nah, just give me that epidural. I'm like, I wonder if that played if, played if, a part. If they would have just started moving you around, giving you a, giving mm-hmm. you alternatives. If they would have never even brought up that epidural, just giving you alternative, doing the peanut ball, doing all of this stuff or whatever. If that would have made a difference, mm-hmm. because that checking stuff will discourage people in a minute. Like I've but seen. But I think it. I think also to that point like the only reason that they did was because i was going from triage into the room i don't think it was like they weren't they didn't constantly check like mm-hmm. i think because also i had a new nurse i mm-hmm. had a new like i and then my doctor was like all right where is she at type of thing to see like are we are we ready to go yeah um so i think that would would be the only thing but i get what you're saying yeah. like if i was in in a room all day and they keep checking me then yeah yeah um because i honestly i really didn't know much about like the centimeters right. mm-hmm. they didn't like my doctor didn't check me um until the last like few um visits mm-hmm. of yeah leading up to it and then i and then obviously when i checked in the triage they checked me and then I think she checked me like maybe one more time while mm-hmm. I was in triage mm-hmm. all that time. And so, but I, like I say, because in my head, I'm thinking the stronger these contractions mm-hmm. are, the closer I'm getting like right. to like it being go time. Um, so, yeah. 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 That's, I mean, it's a lot. I just wonder, I just mm-hmm. be wondering people's like perspective because I know my perspective on it, mm-hmm. but also I'm on the other end of it and I ain't in the mm-hmm. situation. So yeah. I just be curious. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel you. All right. So I want to talk about um, your postpartum experience. What yeah. What did you experience that you were like, all right, I ain't know this came with all of this. Like, what did you experience <laughs> and how did you handle it? <laughs> oh, those emotions. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, and then being overly... Um, anxious like ppa um like very just like even intrusive thoughts like just mm-hmm. it was just yeah like and then it was just like you know now i'm caring for a human mm-hmm. and how how to even ba- balance that and then of course i i think also one being in the middle of a pandemic and then right. with cyril working away that was also like um thrown into the mix too of just like how do I manage this how do I how do I you know all these different emotions and then I'm caring for this little baby Mm -hmm. um so I think that that was that was something that like was different for me I knew like you know well actually I take that back a lot of people I feel like um a lot of times we hear so much about postpartum depression Mm -hmm. but we don't hear about postpartum anxiety um and that they're two different things Mm -hmm. like you know i you know i feel like um ppa can lead to um postpartum depression but Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of talk about the anxiety aspect of it and like it wasn't until like you know randomly i'll um you know 
there'll be mommy influencers that talk about like even even the intrusive thought process like where i could i could be like somebody is watching kai and i'm like oh my gosh what if he trips and falls and then the baby flies over like yeah it would get mm-hmm. to that point and i remember seeing somebody had had um did a reel about it and i was like oh my gosh i didn't have them <laughs> thought like oh and i just i was like grateful that i was not the only one but i think we hear so much about postpartum depression right. but we don't hear about the other aspects mm-hmm. even like there was one time I remember I tweeted something because, like, I was breastfeeding. Well, no, I was getting ready to eat, and Kai, it was time for Kai to feed. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to do both, like, cool, whatever. He doesn't move too much. And I I had him latch, mm-hmm. and as soon as he latched, I had got so irritated. I just, I was touched out, but I, like, it, it just came in a wave, and then it went away. Like, it was, like, the first, like two seconds of him um latching and mm-hmm. then it went away and i remember tweeting about it or posting something and and then i googled it because i'm like that that was weird <laughs> and and they were like no that's the thing it's i i don't remember what it is but it's like an initial like response to when the milk lets yeah. down i'm mm-hmm. like bro what it's is all them hormones the hormones be doing it <laughs> girl and it was just so crazy so i think um when it came to like my postpartum it was just and I still go through it mm-hmm. about like just you know now he's a toddler now he's getting into everything and even <laughs> still those intrusive thoughts about like oh my gosh like what if something would have happened or whatever and even like with school like you know we want I, we're getting closer and closer to sending him to you know daycare and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it's just me like getting to that point and even like for a long time because it was just me and him it was hard for me to allow other people to like watch him because i'm like who's gonna watch him to the degree that i'm gonna watch yeah him, you know right um and so that was an adjustment as well um so yeah i don't know if i answered your question no, you but did. yeah you did. it's definitely it was definitely an adjustment more so on the emotional side than it was like on the physical side per se Mm -hmm. of course like you know there was times it was funny because like Cyril will remind me like remember when like there would be times where at first because you know I wanted to breastfeed and Mm -hmm. I did breastfeed Mm -hmm. I had a very successful breastfeeding journey but like early on it wasn't easy like there was some times where he like wouldn't like I remember one time he wasn't like he would only latch on one foot and I started feeling like oh my gosh is this not gonna work or whatever and then you know two years in and I was like oh (laughs) baby (laughs) I was ready to be done but yeah he would just remind me like remember and so like I even used that when you know some of my friends like you may be having a hard time like you know you gotta stick with it if yeah and and you know there's a lot of moving parts to it like with producing Mm -hmm, and stuff like mm -hmm. that and just um but yeah like yeah but I just kind of feel like because of the pandemic like when I look back at stuff I'm like where did time go yeah it flew (laughs) it flew and then it kind of just felt like you know sometimes I felt like dang like the first few years well I wouldn't say first few years the first year was just it was just weird. It was just like yeah. inside the house, like, mm-hmm. and I, I, hey, like with the newborn, I didn't plan on running the streets, no way. But like, <laughs> it just was, yeah, it just was weird, you know. Very weird. 
But I think you handled it amazing. Yeah. <laughs> From what I saw, I feel like you you did a you did a very good job. Thank um, you. Yeah, welcome. And I um one other question I wanted to ask you, and then I'll let you close with, with whatever you want to add. Um, mm-hmm. knowing everything that you do now, mm-hmm. going through that whole experience with COVID, pregnancy, delivery. Um, postpartum what is something that you want like what is the main thing you would want to tell somebody that you feel like they should just know that's mm-hmm. not you know out there I mean you, like you mm-hmm. said postpartum depression is all over the place um, mm-hmm. everybody kind of knows what it is and kind of expects it or people want mm-hmm. a natural delay like there's different things you can look for but what's one thing you felt like you experienced that you feel like is like the main thing people should know. Hmm. I don't know what I think. <laughs> being a new mom or just with motherhood journey in general, mm-hmm. it is, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, majority of the time, I just kind of go with the flow. Like, and, and kind of just like, you know what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, and, and maybe they do talk about this, but, um, where you you know what's best like for you and your baby like you may I know initially we wanted him to be slept sleep trained and mm-hmm. you know us um all of the different marks right you want them to start eating solids at a certain yeah. time and you want them to be in their crib at a certain mm-hmm. time but you know what works best for you and you do what works best for you and that baby like um and especially like, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, like we didn't get as much help as we wanted. Right. So mm-hmm. it was just me and Kai. And so whatever worked, there was times he slept more, more, more than I thought that he would slept with us in the bed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they talk about not sleep and, and just giving yourself grace. Like this is what works for us. Mm-hmm. Kai didn't start eating solids until after one like you know Mm -hmm. like every one of those like um predetermined like oh your kid should be doing this by this age and you should be doing this and blah 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 like it doesn't it's not it's not it's not cut and dry it's not it's it's not black and white I guess I would say and Mm -hmm. and even like even with the emotional side of it like you know people might say this and might say that about motherhood but it does it may not look like that for you so Mm -hmm. I would just you know encourage like mamas to be and uh, already moms like you know kind of just do what works for you and and in your in your family and you know because everybody's gonna have something to say like you know (laughs) um even I won't say like even there would be times like I'll be trying to ask my mom like hey mom like did you ever experience like and she obviously it's been 30 years since she had a kid so it was hard for her to resonate with because it's been so long and so like even with like grandparents like grandparents and 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 siblings like you can get advice from them but everybody's situation is different like Mm -hmm. every you know so I would just yeah I think I think that's what I was I love that though (laughs) um and also seek 
seek like if you need it you know help like mm-hmm. um and talking to somebody like um i think even in the middle of a pandemic hopefully we don't ever have another pandemic Jesus again no. like that um but i feel like just you know even with my mom not being able to resonate to a degree of like the emotion just being able to talk to her about like like I remember <laughs> we were living in an apartment and like I would smell gas in the hallway because it was easy for somebody to like not fully turn off the stove and I'm yeah. over here having all these panic thoughts like do I need to call the you know and she's like take a deep breath like just being able to uh kind of just redirect redirect mm-hmm. how I'm feeling like is this is this a real true feeling you know eventually I yeah. got a therapist and was able to talk to her about those things and stuff like that but but yeah it's just it's definitely an outer body experience <laughs> if you will because you don't know you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know like right. it's and it's just like you're learning as you go and yeah. just giving yourself grace as you learn so yeah Ooh. So I just want to say I really do appreciate you taking out some time. It's like Kai knew we were ending. That's why he uh-huh. popped up. But um, real, I really do thank you for um coming on and sharing your experience. Because I will say I don't I don't know of anybody um prior to you that had talked about like postpartum anxiety. I even I honestly got didn't know that was a thing. Um, until you kind of brought it up and, Uh um, I just sought more information on it because it's Uh definitely a thing. Um, so thank you. I do appreciate you and you doing a good job, girl. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, or whatever the social media world does these days, child. And if you would like more information on phases of the womb, be sure to go to Instagram and follow me at underscore phases of the womb. We touch on all different topics on our womb Wednesdays. And usually the topics are whatever we're going to cover on the Fridays when we release our podcast episodes. I have a website. Make sure you click in the link. If you have any questions, be sure to email me, message me on Instagram, whatever you need to do. And just make sure you tune in. I appreciate you. Bye.